It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma City Thunder, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. This is Carson Cunningham. I'm back at it on a Monday. Hope you had a good weekend. You can find me on Twitter if you don't follow already, at KOCO Carson. Sorry for the uh, lack of podcasts lately. I'm kind of in a lull right now, waiting for the regular season to start. It's been a while since the Thunder played a preseason game, but I'll tell you, once the the Thunder season gets started, we will be cranking out podcasts daily, five times a week, so look forward to that. Also, we have made the switch from Audio Boom to Megaphone, so if you subscribe to this podcast on Audio Boom, be, be sure to subscribe on Megaphone. I will post a link to the show using the Megaphone site. So uh, if you haven't done that yet and you're listening right now, switch over to Megaphone. That's where we're going to be posting all of our podcasts from here on out. And I'm happy to announce we have secured a sponsorship. Not ready to announce just yet, but it's great for the podcast, and it's going to be great for you guys. Very excited to pair with this company. It's only going to be cool for Thunder fans to check out their stuff because it's something you'll want to check out for sure. So I'm happy to announce both of those things again. We're going to be on Megaphone from now on. It's an exciting venture for the Locked On Network and an exciting one for the Locked On Thunder podcast. So we have a lot to get to on today's show. we got to talk about the roster cuts. The Thunder roster has been finalized for now. Uh, also, the Halloween party, the annual event, was spectacular once again. We have to discuss that. And a few Thunder uh, predictions this season I kind of want to go over. And finally, we have to pay homage to Perk. Kendrick Perkins. But uh, without further ado, let's get right to it. Thunder finally make their roster cuts. They cut Samaj Kristen and Isaiah Cannon, two backup point guards. Obviously, Samaj Kristen's been with the team for some time, came through the G League, even played in the playoffs last year stunningly and did not play very well throughout the whole season and kind of was really spelled out the issues the Thunder had coming off the bench. And Isaiah Cannon, a camp invite, he had a lot of 
um, I don't want to say hype, but support, or there was a lot of speculation that he might take over for Ray Felton as the backup point guard. I never bought into that. I thought Ray Felton showed exactly what he is, a veteran presence as as the point guard, as the backup point. And again, I think just having a, a guy like Raymond Felton is going to be a new world watching this Thunder team, because it's been so long since they've had a legitimate dare I say, competent backup point guard on this team. Reggie Jackson was probably the last one they've had. Since then, they've just kind of piecemealed uh, together the backup point guard spot, which hasn't really helped Russell Westbrook's minutes, although they did do a good job last year cutting Russell's minutes down. But I wasn't surprised to see those two cut. It's kind of who I thought would get cut. And um, what this does do, it opens up a roster spot. They're only at 14 which is going to be huge for the Thunder making trades throughout the season if they want to. You know, having that extra roster spot's invaluable. They have Daniel Hamilton on a two-way contract with their G League team, the Oklahoma City Blue. So they can bring him up and down, you know, barring, you know, catastrophe of injuries to where he can play backup point if needed. But that shouldn't be the case. But they, they do have the flexibility with Daniel Hamilton's contract and having that empty roster spot. I think that's a good way to go. And it is interesting to see what they end up doing with that extra spot. You know, they don't have a backup center, which, you know, in today's NBA, it's becoming more and more common. Dakari Johnson's the only other center on the roster, but he's going to play in the G League. Could they add someone via trade if they feel like they need a, a backup center? They certainly could do that. But I think they're keeping that open for the, uh, the buyout market towards the tra- end of the trade deadline. Just think of all the veterans who are going to be buyout candidates that would want to play on this team if they keep rolling as, as I think they're going to this season. Like, what about a guy like Tyson Chandler? Wouldn't he love to just go after a ring one more time in Oklahoma City, the, the team that actually traded for him, but it got vetoed because the Thunder team doctor said his foot wasn't going to heal, even though all Tyson Chandler did was go on and win an NBA title? Guys like that. I don't know who all the exactly who all the buyout candidates will be but it'll be interesting to see if they can add someone uh, who's going to try and chase a ring there towards the trade deadline and I think having that extra roster spot is only going to help that happen so I, I like what the Thunder did saves them money and they still have a trade exception as well to, to kind of finagle and it's important to note Sam Presti's always active I mean the Jeremy Grant Ersan Ilyasova trade happened early in the year last year kind of came out of left field but ultimately proved to be valuable because Jeremy Grant was one of the few players they could keep on the floor against the Rockets in today's NBA. And that kind of speaks to where this Thunder team's going now. I thought it was stunning when they lost to the Rockets. You know, they do their post-game or post-season availabilities, and all Sam Presti wanted to talk about was how, how much they went small, which, as he was saying, all the, all the stats that he had to back it up, how small they went and how, how awesome that was, I kept thinking, like, Sam, you don't have a roster that can do that. Like, I, I didn't feel like you were capable of going small. But it really spelled out where Sam wants to take this team, where Billy Donovan wants to take this team. That's where the rest of the NBA already is. You know, Thunder were one of the few teams that had two centers of Steven Adams and Ennis Cantor's quality. And there were times, and a lot of times, when they couldn't play both those guys. So I think that's what you're going to see this year. You're going to see Jeremy Grant at the center spot, Patrick Patterson. They're going to play super small. You know, P.J. Tucker played center for the Rockets at one point in this preseason. So that's just where the league's heading, and I don't think they're going to need – I don't think there's like a pressing need to add a backup center because they're going to be playing small uh, for the most part of the year, and I think it's the way to go. And the Halloween party heard around the world. I love this time of year. You know, they, the Thunder always hold their Halloween party. It's kind of a joint 
party. It's Halloween, but it's also for Nick Collison's birthday. His birthday's on October 26th, which obviously is during the season, so they can't celebrate as much as they do like this with their, their costumes and stuff. And once again, Russell, you know, he's voted best dressed in the NBA. He's also the best dressed in costume every single year. He was Joe Dirt a couple years ago. He was actually Steven Adams a year ago, <laughs> just dressed like Steven, had the tattoo, the facial hair, the whole deal. And then this year, they, uh, him and Nick Collison got together. They joined forces. And Collison's one of the best costumes usually, too. Uh, but they joined forces and became White Men Can't Jump, Sidney Dean and Billy Hoyle, the Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. It was sensational. I mean, Russell having the, the flipped-up bill in the front was awesome, and the spandex under the shorts it's fantastic. Uh, Nick Collison had that goofy hat that Woody Harrelson wore. That had to take some time to track down a hat that was even comparable to, to Woody Harrelson's. And they even got their wives in on the act. So I thought that was that was pretty special. Now, I am so disappointed we haven't seen what Steven Adams was. This is not leaked on Instagram or Twitter or anywhere else. I, I need to know what Steven is. So if you, if you find it in the bowels of the internet somewhere, please tweet it at me. I need to see what he was doing because he was the joker uh, I think last year or the year before. And he wasn't just the Joker. He was the Joker in the nurse's outfit that uh, Heath Ledger made so famous in, in The Dark Knight. So that was fantastic. And it's always fun to see those guys cut loose and uh, dress up. Samaj Kristen, the aforementioned cut player, he was Tupac down to the white bandana and bald head. That was awesome. And uh, another Markel Brown, who was also uh, not re-signed, or he's sent down to the G League, I believe. He was Tyrone Biggums from Chappelle's show. That was a formative show in my college years. So it was good. it was cool to see uh, Markel Brown dressed up as Tyrone Biggums. So the Thunder Party was a hit once again for Halloween. No one does it bigger. No one does it better than the Oklahoma City Thunder when it comes to costumes. And it's really cool to see Russell do that. You know, he's you know, he's I'm mean, serious about his fashion, but I think he shows a side of his personality we don't get to see very often. You know, the guys at your Halloween parties that always like went the biggest and best with their costumes were usually the most fun. Usually the most fun guys to be around. So I think that kind of shows you just how much this, the team likes Russell. And it's just a side of his personality we don't get to see a whole lot. And um, you know, ESPN released their power rankings for the NBA. Thunder are fourth. I think that's about right. I mean, I would probably have them ahead of the Rockets in third. Um, but I, I don't think that's wrong at all. I, if you want to argue the Rockets are third, I, no arguments from me. They've built an unbelievable team. With Chris Paul joining the mix with James Harden and just the other pieces they already have. Clint Capella's fits today's NBA at center. He's gonna be hard to stop. Um, you know, they had PJ Tucker as well. So I mean, if you want to argue the Rockets are third, I don't have any arguments there. And uh, Cleveland Cavaliers obviously second. I think you got to put them second just because of LeBron. It almost doesn't matter who's on his team; they're gonna come out of the East. And then um, Golden State Warriors obviously number one. So no surprise there. But uh, I didn't have a whole issue with that. I think Thunder. I think they're going to be the second seed in the West. I think you could argue they're the second or third best team in the NBA. That's how good I think they're going to be. But I do think there's going to be a struggle. I don't want to say struggle, but I think they're going to come out slow out of the gates just because they're going to have to work some, through some things. Not just the big three that we've talked about ad nauseum all preseason, but just the rotations. And we haven't really seen Patrick Patterson coming off that arthroscopic surgery. How's he going to look? Is he going to be healthy enough to, to start the season? I, I think all indications are that he will be. But we haven't really seen him yet a whole lot yet, so that's going to be interesting to watch how the bench plays, how the rotations work out with Billy Donovan. But make no mistake, this team is going to win a bunch of games, which brings me to my next point. I looked up the win totals again. Again, I've been kind of harping on this for a while. If you want to get rich, 
Bet the over on the Thunder. The latest line I've seen is 52 and a half. And Thunder won 47 last year with Russell and a bunch of guys. 52 and a half, it would take, for me, injuries for them to get below that number. And you can't say, well, injuries happen. Well, that's that goes within every win total line. I think 55 should be the number. I think that should be the line. If you think they're going 50, more than 55, that's a little bit more bold of a call. I have them winning 58. That's what I think they're going to win. That's what the the Miami Heat won their first season. They went through some struggles early in the year. I think their season will play out a lot like Miami's did that year. Uh, the 2008 Boston Celtics, I think, compare very comparably to uh, this this team. You know, Paul Pierce, kind of the Russell Westbrook character in this story where he was on a franchise that hadn't won a title yet. He adds two veterans, two stars at the time, Kevin Garnett and, and Ray Allen. And they won 66 their first season after winning 24 the year before. Now, they were also playing in the East, but uh, they weren't going against the Warriors, I understand. But let's think about it. The, the Lakers back then were kind of like the Warriors. I mean, they pulled off this heist for Pau Gasol to add to Kobe Bryant in the mix. I mean, the, the Lakers were their prohibitive favorites in the NBA, and they beat them. But uh, I, don't think they're, I don't think the Thunder are winning 66, but uh, I think 58's what I would put them at. So way over 52.5. I, I still think that number's very low. And if you want to get rich... I would bet the over on that as well. And two more last pieces of news here. The Thunder have released their roster for Thursday night's game against the Knicks, and Kyle Singler is listed as inactive. Rejoice, Thunder fans. I mean, we should call him Kyle Suit Singler, I think, this season. Look, I don't mean to beat up on the guy, but he has no business stepping up on the floor now that they have the depth that they have. Josh Eustace should be the 10th man. I know I, I kind of screwed up the roster last time when I was asked that question last week. I had Eustace a little higher on my ranks than I probably should have. He's probably the 10th man. I kind of forgot about Ray Felton since he hadn't played in the last uh, preseason game. But Kyle Singler inactive. They say that uh, Raymond Felton and Patrick Patterson are active, but I think we need to hear their status uh, on game day. We'll we'll hear from Billy Donovan at shoot-around in the morning. He'll probably, he'll probably wait and announce whether they're playing or not until uh, his press conference right before the game, uh, about an hour and a half before the game. So big news there. Kyle Singler inactive. I think that will trend will continue uh, the rest of the season. And um, we'll, we'll see what his status is with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And a bit of news for the Spurs. They signed LaMarcus Aldridge to an extension. $72 million, a three-year deal adding on to his current deal, that is a stunner. You know, he didn't seem too happy with the San Antonio Spurs. They didn't seem too happy with him. It seems like a bad fit. He's kind of like Ennis Cantor in that you almost can't keep him on the floor with his defense and the fact that he's a big and the way the league's going smaller and smaller. This is stunning to me and not a good move, in my opinion, for the San Antonio Spurs. But, you know, everything they touch seems to turn to gold. But I think this season's really going to put that to the test. Kawhi Leonard's hurt to begin the year. We don't know when he's coming back. Tony Parker's not going to play until January. I don't think we can just pencil in the Spurs for 60 wins just because of pop right now. So that that's a concern. And then this contract for LaMarcus Aldridge just floored me. Did not see this coming. And I, I think I think it's a bad deal for the Spurs. I really do. I, I thought the, I thought they were going to try and move LaMarcus and move on but down the road. But it doesn't appear that's the case. Uh, total shocker in the Western Conference. 
Uh, I think now with the way the Thunder play now, as small as they are, I think they can really take advantage of LaMarcus Aldridge as every other team in the playoffs did as well. So that was a stunner to me. And one last note before we get out of here, I will be doing post-game periscopes after the games. Uh, I used to do these a couple years ago, and they were really popular. I just haven't been doing them lately uh, the last couple years, but I'm going to start doing those again. Right after the game, I'll hop on Periscope, I'll tweet out a link, and I'll kind of give my post-game analysis, and then I'll answer questions. It's really fun. It's an immediate reaction right after the game. I know people want to talk about the game right after it happens, and I'll kind of turn those into the, the podcast. So if you miss it live, you can still hear my analysis hear all the questions I will have answered and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So again, this is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Follow it on Twitter at Locked on Thunder. Follow me at KOCO Carson. And please rate and subscribe. We have made the move from audio boom to megaphone. So jump on over to there. It's going to be a fun season. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.